Yeah, How are we doing? Yeah, fine, fine. Hi everyone, <laughs> thanks so much for joining us over here after initial technical difficulties. Really, really excited to have Jocelyn, or as we know her, Mothering Solo, join us um, for uh, the first kind of instalment, I guess, of a mini-series um, called Every Story Matters. And the premise behind that was it was inspired by last week's Plan B, um, Insta Live and just hearing about all the different possible outcomes of fertility really and all the different stories we go through so that we can learn and you know inform our own decisions if we face them and also that we can kind of help our TTC family um, you know by understanding their situation so for people who don't know and haven't experienced it when we end up talking to them, we have a bit more insight into everyone's experiences um, and we can share. So, so that's kind of where we are. So Jocelyn is here and Jocelyn is um, something that I only heard the term for, I would say, about three months ago. And personally, I have to say, I really like the term um, solo mum. I don't know how you feel about it. Maybe that's where we could start, Justin, <laughs> and then kind of talk a bit about how you are in a position that you are planning to become one. Yes. Yeah, I like the term solo mum. I think it, Good. Uh, you. It, 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 suits, it suits me, suits me. And uh, obviously my, my Instagram name is uh, optimistic at the moment because I'm not currently mothering solo. But um, yeah, as you know, that's what we're talking about. That's the, that's the plan. Um, mm -hmm. So I know you were saying just earlier about how, how I came to the decision. And that was about... It was last year, actually. So your summary was right. I'd done, I'd done egg freezing because that was the backup plan. Um, Mr. Wright hadn't shown up and I was obviously really wanted to have children. Like that was, that was always my, my plan in life. And that was looking a little bit uncertain. And so egg freezing was my backup plan. So that was um, towards the end of 2015 and 2016, I did the egg collection and the egg freezing. And then it was last year in the spring, I had my 38th birthday. And about a week after that, I was sat in my kitchen thinking about getting older, I guess. And I just had this realization that I could try for the relationship that I had hoped to have at this point, or I could try for the baby and the relationship I thought could probably wait, hopefully, but the baby really couldn't. Um, so that was, that was really what made the decision. I made the decision actually at that point quite quickly and called my sister that afternoon and said, oh, I'm gonna have a baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and then actually went uh, into the process of trying to have a baby, which is much more lengthy and complicated than um, even I had first imagined. So yeah, that's that's where I am. I've been trying for about a year. I had a round of IVF last year at the, uh, in about November and um, then a round of uh, uh, IVF earlier in this year in May, which resulted in frozen embryos and now I'm waiting to do a, a transfer. Okay, and we have got some questions coming yeah. in, which is great. Can I ask one question first? Yeah. Um, and that is, how did you like, this might sound a silly question, but how did you know that you could do it? Do you know what I mean? Like, was <laughs> I it something? No, well, no, no, but I, I don't mean like, like that it's going to work. But how did you, you know, because the concept of donors and things, because essentially that's what you're going to use, I assume, you know, donor sperm. 
um, you know, how is that something that you just always knew that you'd learn? Is it something that you kind of thought, how do I have a baby? Did Google, how do I have a baby on my own? Did you? I'm just really curious. That's a good question. I think probably for me, because I'd already been tapped into the world of fertility for at that point over a year and a half. So Mm -hmm. I'd been researching fertility treatments. I'd been trying to interpret the results that I'd been given, that sort of stuff. So I guess because I was already in that world, the concept of using donor eggs, donor sperm, even donor embryos was, I was aware of that already. And before Mm -hmm. that, I I don't know, actually. I don't know. No, just... Like, it's great that you were, you know, imagine kind of because, well, I think there will be people who don't really, they just think, well, I'm single, I can't have a baby, you know, yeah. which is, is terrible because we, we know that that's going to be possible. Yeah. Um, someone has asked, were you in a relationship at the time? Um, at the time when I was freezing my eggs? No, 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 I'm no. No, I thought okay. about it right from my sort of early mid thirties and I didn't actually get around to it until I guess I was about 36 and I wasn't in a relationship um yeah which was why i think that was the backup plan yeah absolutely um are you using your frozen eggs or your current ones oh yeah that's an interesting question i as i said i did a round of ivf at the back end of last year and the plan had been to do um a fresh cycle and collect eggs from a fresh cycle and then also to use the the frozen eggs as well so i'd had two cycles of reasonably successful egg freezing and we were going to put them all together defrost the frozen ones and then and then go from that point and in my case really unfortunately none of the eggs that I'd frozen survived the thaw which was just devastating um I hadn't imagined that 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 would be the case at all and I was told that that was really really unusual so for anyone considering it don't panic I don't think that's a a typical situation um so unfortunately I wasn't able to use any of the eggs that I'd I'd frozen uh I just had hence why you've gone into the fresh IVF as well yeah yeah yeah. and I think and and my I'll, I'll be honest my um my understanding of it is fairly limited but the bit that I I think I know is that results from egg freezing is also Mm -hmm. fairly limited at this stage you know it hasn't been happening for a long time if people have frozen their eggs we've not necessarily had a lot of people go on to try and use them yet Mm -hmm. so so i think information is quite limited at this stage i think you're absolutely right that's certainly what um what i was told um possibly not clearly enough at the point when i was doing it but certainly afterwards when it hadn't worked Mm. Um, and as I said, I think I think I was particularly unlucky, but it's definitely not this guarantee of future t- fertility that I think sometimes is portrayed in in the media mm-hmm. and, and, and in yeah. the moment. It's a great thing to do, and and it is another option, but don't it's not necessarily the answer. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's a really important message. Actually, we've got a question here: Where does someone start with regards to freezing eggs? Did you contact? A fertility specialist or speak to your GP? I went straight to a fertility specialist at a, a private clinic in, in London because I, the sister of a friend of mine had actually gone through an egg freezing process a few years before so she okay. was my first point of contact and she pointed me in the, in the direction I think of the FHEA website to HFEA. Thought, uh, yeah. HFEA, and I shortlisted mm-hmm. um, clinics from there 
and, and went to one of those. Brilliant. Okay. And then I just had a question and it's gone again, um, but we'll move on to the next one. Also, um, economically, is a concern, economically is a concern in my case, it makes me nervous to not deliver what I should. Can you rewrite that, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not, not sure. sure what you mean. Try that again, if you I would. Saw a, somebody wrote a question about the finances of egg freezing and whether it costs. Yes, the same does it cost the same to freeze eggs as conve conventional IVF? Now, yeah. what I will say, and actually, possibly this is what I was going to say. These are kind of your experiences, <laughs> of course. Um, you know, every every you know, just for everyone, you know, this is kind yeah. of what jocelyn what you've been through but it will vary depending on where you do this and etc so so yeah does it cost the same to freeze eggs as conventional ivf um, sort of it's because a lot of the process is the same so the process that i went through of firstly a monitoring cycle and then uh, a period of stimulation obviously and then the egg collection all of that is the same as if you're going through ivf so it costs the same as if you were going through IVF with whichever clinic that, that you're using. But then of course, um, it becomes less expensive because you're not doing the additional parts of IVF after that. So in my case, mm -hmm. I wasn't fertilizing those eggs and then freezing embryos. And I obviously wasn't going through transfer. So yes, it does. It worked out, I think for me, about half the price of a full IVF cycle mm -hmm. on that. And I think again, it's worth, pointing out at this moment that in the UK, the law is that you can freeze eggs for 10 years as a maximum. Um, so just kind of FYI, bit of info there. Um, right, so, well, you're in a relationship and your partner doesn't want children. That's why your question, and that's, that's a really interesting question um, because would you, I don't know, uh, are you gonna do it without him? You know, without him knowing, are you going to do it with his knowledge and hope that he changes his mind? It's a, that's a really difficult question, and I hate to say it. But <laughs> yeah, it's it kind of no, like that's such a personal decision. Yeah, yeah I think it's a that's difficult the point, one. Like, it is a really personal decision, and and if, yeah, I think if I were in that situation, I would want to go with what I felt was right for me and, and my future. So yeah maybe that's something yeah i know i just i i'm gonna say what i'm not sure if i should say but you know relationships don't always last and if that's you know kind of a, a bone of contention at this point all i would say i guess is my motto with all of this ivf stuff is no regrets mm. you know we can't turn back time that's the one thing we can't change but it, it's got to be you know your decision no one can make that for you so thank you so much ladies i am in awe of you jocelyn to oh. be doing this solo. i think that's a really good point well done thank you i'm sorry i didn't make it before uh you're 34 single and after recent removal of a five pound six ounce infected ovarian cyst you've been left infertile my goodness Oh gosh, I'm so sorry to hear that. I don't know, like I, I'm gonna ask questions that I, I don't know, you know, all the answers to. So do, when you say that you've been left infertile, does that mean that kind of all of your eggs are gone? Or I don't know, that, that's devastating for you. I'm so sorry. We do have another question here. Have you had to discuss any of the freezing process or solo mothering with work? So have they been supportive? Oh, well, I did. I did. Uh, I chose to because that's what felt right for me. And I'm very fortunate with my company in that I know the people that I work for really well. I've worked with them for a long time. I would consider mm -hmm. 
to be friends as well as colleagues. So I was able to be very open with them and they have been hugely supportive. I've been extremely fortunate in, in that respect. And I know that not everybody has that, uh, is, is in that position. So yeah, I do feel really lucky about that. They, they know yeah. what they're doing. Um, yeah, they've been great. Uh, that's fabulous. And hopefully, you know, that's something that will happen over time, wherever you work, you'll feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah I think so. I think um, not just in my position, but talking about all of this stuff is becoming so yeah. much more open, which is brilliant because it affects so Absolutely. many. You're so right. So I think this is going back to the economic question that we didn't necessarily get earlier on. You heard NHS covers IVF for mothering solo. Is that true? NHS cover? Yeah. Uh, oh, I, oh, I, um, do you know what? Know. The answer will be, it, you know, it will depend on the CCG. That is the answer. And, the, you know, if you, you can ask your GP, you can contact your CCG, or you can contact the Fertility Network for NHS funding questions they have an info line and if and they should know the answer and if they don't they can find out for you so because every ccg is different when it comes to all funding of ivf so that would be my yeah my recommendation there how have you found the process of selecting a donor good question and and the next question is how did you go about choosing the um is there a list of criteria to choose from height eye color etc yeah i mean that that was quite good fun actually okay that's, that sounds that's positive um, so i mean there's lots of sources of sperm donor and um my clinic happened to recommend a clinic in america called zytex and the european sperm bank as well so they were the two that i investigated and i went with zytex in the end because other clinics are available <laughs> oh yeah of course yes yeah yeah lots <laughs> lots available um but i uh really likes they they provide such a wealth of information on the donors from that particular clinic which was really mm -hmm. appealing to me so um first i shortlisted based on all of the really important criteria so because i was having my treatment in the uk they had to be uk compliant donors because the mm -hmm. anonymity regulations differ between different countries and uk donors have to agree for their details to be provided potentially to a child when they turn 18. So that rules out quite a lot of donors. So I shortlisted by that first. Um, I also shortlisted by uh, CMV type. That was a blood test that they make you have if you're choosing donor sperm, which I'd never heard of before. And right. I'm CMV negative, so I had to select CMV negative donors. So they were the first things. Then I selected on some physical characteristics because I was looking for a donor who or some resemblance to to me and my family that was important to me so yes yeah, stuff like height eye color, eye color hair color that that sort of thing and then i made a spreadsheet and i scored all my shortlisted donors against uh, all the criteria that that I'd, I'd come up with and then in the end i mean it was like looking at dating profiles it really was there, there was all of the people had written their own profiles there was all of their medical history and zytex provided pictures of the donors as adults and as babies as adults as well i'd only heard yeah. kind of children yeah okay that's yeah amazing. and then once you have that information i mean it's that that obviously plays a part so so yeah i made the short list and then in the end i just went with the donor that i like the look of who was a 23 year old canadian who had a labrador in his photo so perfect perfect <laughs> yeah brilliant 
lovely. Right, what an inspirational, strong woman. I have a, absolutely, I concur. I have a friend who is thinking of doing the same as you, and this is terrible. Her other half was killed in an accident. That is just, oh. gosh. That is just so oh. terrible to be in that, this situation because of, mm. because of something like that. My heart goes out to her. Mm. But yeah, put her on to Jocelyn, who I'm sure will be happy to kind of answer questions and of things. And, yeah. and yeah, hopefully we can, yeah. we can help bring something positive to her after, after that, gosh. Right, and have you found enough support from other ladies going through the same? Now, we had talked, Jocelyn, about the Donor Conception Network, which I mentioned yeah. yesterday or last week, yeah. and you went for a lunch. and. I'm just going to ask a question because I know that they do weekends if you're thinking about, um, you know, having a donor. Did you did you know about that? Um, did you go along to one of those? I didn't know about that, actually. I knew yeah. that they did meetups for um, donor conceived families of, of all different mm -hmm. types. And but I didn't really come across them until I was through the process, really only two or three months ago actually so they didn't factor into my decision making initially but I have mm -hmm. found them to be really really helpful recently I've been to a couple of the lunches for women in London who are thinking about or trying for a baby by themselves and that's been mm -hmm. great just to make some connections with people in the same boat that's been yeah and then also on Instagram I've only been on Instagram again the last couple of months doing this and have been just overwhelmed really by the, the the support that you find on here i hadn't expected it i'd started the account because i wanted a like a scrapbook of all the stuff that goes on in this process mm -hmm. and the weird things that happen all the decisions you make and all the high bits and the low bits and all of that and the the, the support that i've received and the connections that i've made have been a, a wonderful unexpected side effect of that which is yeah amazing it is incredible isn't it yeah definitely yeah. everyone so, yes. if you're not on here Questions. yeah get on here <laughs> <Very much. laughs> and did you say all of your frozen eggs sadly didn't thaw you did mm. didn't you yeah, yeah is using your eggs now an option if that isn't a daft question so not oh, the eggs just not the ones you froze yeah but going forward yeah. from fresh ivf um, well i guess i'm gonna find out and i did i was diagnosed with very low ovarian reserve so when i had my egg collections for freezing i was only freezing three or four eggs at a time so when i say all of them failed i probably had seven or eight mature eggs so it's not an enormous number but it, it may well have been an indication that uh, not only is the quantity of my eggs low but the quality is also low so when i've had subsequent collections i've only produced a couple of eggs each time um, but they have fertilised, so I'm waiting to see. And the next step, if if it doesn't work for me, will be to go uh, with a donor egg option as well. Mm -hmm. I think so. Yeah. Okay, that makes perfect sense. And with a donor in the future, can the child contact them? Under UK regulations, possibly. So uh, UK regulations are that the donor must make their details available. Uh, if the child requests them when they turn 18. So that's things like name, last known address, last known phone number, that sort of thing. So as far as I understand it, um, it's possible to, to be in contact with your, your donor parent as a child. Uh, it's not guaranteed because things change. You're not, not guaranteed to be able to track them down, but that's that's the situation. Yeah, okay. And I think that is... Yeah, it's different country to country. I think yeah, the kind yeah, of really different. Else there. Different in America, um, Spain. Yeah, that's it. 
Okay, we're going to wrap up quite soon. I love your scoring process and that he had a lab. That's so funny. <laughs> You're amazing. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, how has this okay. process affected your relationships? Are you still dating or is that on hold oh. while you have babies? I've really struggled with that, actually. And um, no, I'm not. I'm not dating. I have been on the odd date during this process. But as I'm sure lots of you will understand, the process of going through IVF is not really compatible with typical dating scenarios because I'm not going out and spending all my time getting drunk in bars uh, and that sort of stuff. So there's a lifestyle thing which isn't very compatible and then also there's an emotional thing that isn't very compatible because I'm focused on trying to have a baby and I'm doing it by myself and then dating at the same time for me just yeah, yeah it didn't didn't sit very comfortably so yeah I don't, I don't know about that one hopefully yeah a little way down the line definitely <laughs> definitely yeah it's such an interesting topic um thanks for sharing so proud of you jocelyn that was oh it. lemonade baby sorry you're late yeah it was it was it was a bit a bit of a technical issues at the start <laughs> um, <laughs> but we're here now so thanks for finding us over here um admire you so much and uh, wish you all the luck and same to any of you ladies going through this thank you yeah good luck with everything ahead you're so brave and amazing like it's so true you know <laughs> you really are and this last one wishing you all the best of luck jocelyn Thank you so much for sharing your story. I have low AMA myself and feel like the clock is ticking every day. And I guess like you are incredibly brave and you are inspirational. And thank you so much for kind of coming on here and being the first and getting through the and, and, you know, inspiring other people and letting them know that that is possible. Because a lot of it, you know, people don't talk about this. And so people don't know. So, um, yeah, like I kind of, yeah, thank you so much on behalf of everyone. Jocelyn. And if anyone has any questions. Yeah, send them through. Send them through. And thanks for having me. Oh, you're really, really welcome. <laughs> thank you so much.